and we're live. Hola, Matadistas. Hope you are as excited as us to be back from the international break and to just to get started and watch Real Madrid games, you know. And I can see like a partial phase of excitement from Faru. How are you doing, man? Man, honestly, it is it is good to be back. Honestly, like it's been uh, you know a, a, a weekend and a midweek of you know just people playing games that you actually have no interest in. At least for me, I I could not find you know any motivation, any interest to pick myself up to watch the games. Honestly, so yeah, man, it is it is good to be back. Honestly, to, to back to you know doing what we do and supporting the team that we love. Well, uh, speaking of it, like we didn't like, go to the international break all happy, right? Uh, do you feel like the international break was a good uh, break for us, uh, for the team as well, for the fans, everyone, even for the manager? I mean, it depends on what angle you you know you approach it. At. It's a it's a point you know to get away from all of it, but then it's a very you know the best antidote to a defeat is a, it's it's the next game you win. You understand? So it's been how many days? I think it's been 10, 12 days since you know. That so it's been a long time to you know to deliberate on that loss. So you keep wondering if what if we have done this, what if we have done this. On the other hand, as well, it's just a time you know to take a break and just take a step back away from all of it and you know come back a refreshed man and just you know look towards the future. And now we just I, at least for me, my mindset is just like okay, we are not playing the league anymore. We're just playing the Champions League and the Copa del Rey. You know, so I just you know have a fresh slate. It's just like it's just you know the season is just beginning all over again. And you know it's it's it's. It's business time, honestly, and I want to believe that you know our players will be able to find a way to re-motivate themselves for this uh, final stretch of the season. Well, speaking of motivation, Charu, uh, did you catch any of the players' Instagrams? Like, uh, so Benzema posted a picture of Goku exercising, so he's going to turn into Super Saiyan in, a few, in the next few games. <laughs> yeah, even Rudy. Benzema. So, yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing, man. Like. Uh, at this point in time, I don't really you know, need to know what they're doing behind the scenes and like thereof. I just need them to show up on the pitch and you know deliver uh, some things because the point is, uh, whatever you do behind the scenes or what is or what is not, it's only on the pitch that we get to see if it's actually you know. Uh, I mean, I don't want if that's the case and let's go and you know find players like that much already, then they will you know have the all the muscles and all the the speed and everything, but you know there is no end product to that. So. Uh, we, we we look forward to you know seeing them on the pitch back to their to themselves and you know and at least I personally I really have no 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 comes with Karim Benzema because uh, what everyone has been saying before the international break about Benzema and Benzema and Benzema I just feel like you know uh, any I don't know I just feel like any sane fan who saw, who saw Benzema last season and was expecting him to replicate the same thing this the same thing this season I mean I don't know man I just feel like. Uh, uh, the team has failed, not Karim Benzema, obviously his home has dropped, but that's just the thing. Only Messi and Cristiano could have maintained what Benzema had done last year, you understand? So, uh, there is nothing there, it's just that, you know, uh, it is what it is, unfortunately, you know. But uh, to me, like, uh, this is what I expected. Okay, maybe a bit more than this, but like, to be honest, like, uh, I think the team as a whole has failed, not just, you know, uh, the, 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 the drop in form of Karim Benzema. So, I expect the team, you know, to, to step up and at least provide him with things because we expect him to make magic out of everything. So, yeah, let's 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 look forward to that, honestly. Yeah, man, with Benzema especially, I feel like the international break came at the right time because he was missing training every now and then. He was even uh, looking half fit for the games. So yep, this must yep. this must have been like a really good time for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the rest of the team as well, like a lot of them did leave for international 
trick, uh, but then Rudy got to stay back, Nacho did stay back, I guess. Or did Nacho go to Spain? No, no, Nacho went to Spain. Nah, Nacho, nah, went nah, to Spain. Nacho, Nacho was, as I read from the reports, Nacho was the deep line playmaker. He was, you know, he channeled his inner Bonucci and, you know, he was doing things that, that we didn't see that part at Real Madrid, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't been given that chance, at least hopefully he can replicate uh, this runner form with Spain as well. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, like uh, speaking of Spain, you know, like I think uh, uh, one thing that has been trending in the subreddit has been the, you know, the 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 the, the tearing to shreds of Carvajal by Kian Tierney, you know, in the like, Scotland game. I mean, I don't know if I would say that has been blown out of proportion, but I feel like, you know, I don't, I just want to actually, you know, do you think we disrespect Carvajal a lot? I don't know, like, do you think we, I mean, the point is we criticize him, you understand? Or do you think that criticism is no longer just criticism and it's now becoming more of a disrespect? I don't know. What's your take on that? I mean, the, what do the fans? Uh, what can? The, what else can the fans do? Like, for, we've been asking for a backup fullback, at least for a backup fullback, uh, yeah, right back for ages now, and then all we have is like a slow cover. We know he can't play every game. Like, he, uh, he is just not that player anymore, and it's just fans uh, venting their frustrations at every single opportunity get they get. As soon as he gets beat, like the fans are on him, so it's like the frustration is just getting taken out on him, and it is just the board's fault, not Carvajal's. Oh, I mean that's uh, that's 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 a valid point, honestly. You know, the lack of competition and the lack of you know someone will say, oh, there's Odriozola and Lucas Vasquez, but I mean Odriozola is just he's playing something else right now. He's not playing football because I don't know what he he's doing. And the other option, Lucas Vasquez was always a ringer before, you know, he was converted into a fullback. So uh, that, that's not even an option. So, yeah, I mean, you're right, actually. So there are options. There have been options. You know, they've been talking about uh, several options. And uh, which will lead me to the discussion I think we had before with you. I was hearing that, you know, uh, Real Madrid actually monitoring the situation with Chris James, given that, you know, Chelsea has to balance the books considering what, you know, the, 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 the I don't know what to call it, what the flamboyant spending by the new owner of Chelsea. So like they need to balance the book and what is and what is not. And I think at Chelsea right now there is no more uh, enticing, you know, uh, player to sell than Chris James himself. Do you think there is a possibility there? We've been asking and hoping for this a bunch of times, right? Even when we choose any hypothetical situation, we always go for Chris James when we choose our ideal fullback to come to Real Madrid. Uh, but honestly, I don't know, man. Uh, I even saw a rumor that Kai Havertz was on the radar for Real Madrid, uh, but then it's yeah. all rumors at this point. Still. I, I, it just, it just, you know, it's all extends to what I said, like because the point is that Chelsea needs to back up the, you know, what's it called? That they need to balance the the, the paybook. You understand? So they need to balance that payroll. Hence, the you know the players are gonna be you know dangled uh, on the market and. Yeah, maybe Dangles might not be the right words, but like there, like I mean, teams will be out there to test, you know, Chelsea's resolve for these players, honestly. So that's why I feel like you know, you see that because uh, we know like before Kai went to Chelsea, like he was uh, uh, strongly linked to us as well before he eventually made the you know the departure. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's been interesting, you know, uh, across the break we've seen you know different players and you know, uh, and also I I heard like Kamavinga got to play as a defensive midfielder for France as well. Which earned him actually real reviews as well. It was a really good game against the Dutch team, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, and also on the international break, I think we had a more interesting scenario with the manager Romero Goran. I think it started with Antonio Conte's amazing rant and ended with Thomas Tuchel being hired at uh, 
at Bayern Munich, you know, so it's been quite interesting, you know. Uh, Conte literally sacked himself with that rant. I don't know if you've been able to, if you heard the rant or not. But I mean, if you haven't heard that rant, just go and listen to it. It's pure comedy. I mean, for a new show fan, you literally, you know, just keep your pants laughing, honestly. It's so funny, man. Like, I mean, it was pure comedy, honestly. Like, you can't no, put it up with one of those satires, man, honestly. It's not even surprising to me at this point. Conte has always been that dramatic talk about. Actually, I do. Why I do agree with you that Conte has always been that dramatic. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. I think even Pete Mourinho wouldn't have said what Conte said, mm. honestly, because I, Conte went in into the bones of people who are in their graves, man. Like he was like, <laughs> man, that was that was really brutal, honestly. As I said, like as a neutral fan, it was so comedic, honestly. Like uh, it's 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 it was so you know fun. At least for me, it was fun and refreshing. Although what he said, he didn't lie. Like all what he said were the truth. But the thing about it was that Conte didn't take any responsibility for anything. So, you know, it's only right that if you're going to go into the club and, you know, uh, question the history, the owners, the mentality, the players, and just, you know, throw everyone under the bus except for yourself, I think, you know, what's coming. So I think most likely Conte was looking for that as well. I don't know. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really, you know, so I was, as I said, it was funny for a neutral, but, you know, for Tottenham fans and their players, like, it was a really, really sad thing, you know, honestly. Yeah. And then comes the whole uh, Julian Nagelsmann, man. I don't know what happens with how that happens, but they're one point behind Borussia Dortmund. They've won all eight games they've played in the Champions League. And all of a sudden, Nagelsmann is out of a job and Thomas Tuchel comes in. Can you take me through that? What do you think happened? Like Because we've been seeing totally crazy reports here and there and this and that. I don't know. Did you read any reports or like what's your own personal take on this situation? Uh, I did not read any report, but uh, just for the with the eye test, you know, Bayern are like the team to beat the season. They look so good. Even in uh, Bundesliga, they have not slipped on the ball too much. But they're right up there, man. Uh, and it's just a mind-boggling decision. Like, uh, maybe the Bayern board were thinking, hey, Tuchel might not be available for a long time. Like, someone like uh, Madrid or someone might uh, snap him up. So, maybe that was their reasoning. Like, uh, they just didn't want to pass up on someone like Tuchel. But then, like Tony Cruz said, I just uh, got Tony Cruz's comments. He said he was promised a really long project, and uh, it just—it's just a shocker for Tony Cruz and the rest of the fans as well that he was sacked immediately without any explanations. But uh, what are these reports that you were like listening to? For? Uh, actually, I was hearing about some things about the fact that uh, some people were saying that. Bayern Munich is a very, very traditional club. So, like, when they come and have a manager who is so young and doesn't, you know, is unable to read the room. When I mean unable to read the room in the sense that, for example, this guy would show up in the to the training ground on skating boards, you know. This guy would go to, you know, uh, what's it called? Would take bikes, motorbikes around the city centre, you know, would ride on motorbikes in the city centre. This guy would, you know... Uh, even after like a loss or a draw or like a, a bad performance, this guy is a guy who will take a break, go skiing and doing this and that. You know, also this guy is, uh, he has a girlfriend who is a reporter uh, from one of the biggest sports uh, papers in, in Germany built. So like all of these didn't sit well with the Bayern hierarchy and also according to reports, like it also didn't allow him to gain respect of some of the players in the dressing room as well. So this was what this were some of the factors, and obviously some people were also reporting about the fact that Bayern had always won Thomas Tuchel, and the fact that he's available right now on the market, you know, 
uh, was something that made them, you know, also think about what uh, what's uh, what what what, what uh, I would say what to do immediately or like thereof. You understand? And uh, as you said, like uh, they, there was a very huge possibility that in the summer maybe the likes of you know uh, Tottenham, Paris, Saint Germain, Real Madrid, and who knows what job will be available. You know, they might come scouring for Tuchel, and it might maybe be more difficult for Bayern to you know maybe get him. So yeah, and also there is one thing which uh, I think was it. Jan Adafjord that was saying this, or I can't remember who he was saying, but he was saying like Bayern Munich has always been a club that is about their people. And there is no one who antagonizes that idea more than Julian Nagelsmann. Hmm. He's someone who is not from them, away from the total traditionalness, away from, you know, whatever they think, you know. He's someone who goes to the press and just says whatever is, comes to his mind. And let's not forget, Nagelsmann is uh, 35 years old. You understand? So he's a young and very blonde coach. You understand? So for them, this is totally because when you go back in the uh, in you know to the to the previous coaches, you know, you see it's it's uh, it was uh, Carlo Ancelotti. You know, it was it was you know what's he called uh, the coach from and uh, Kovac. Kovac was a former player. You know, uh, the the treble winning coach. Yeah, Exactly, Hikens. Hikens was a player and a coach of this team. You understand? You go back to even uh, what's the name of? Uh, you go to Klinsmann as well. You know, you go back to these people. You know, you look at even the likes of Louis Van Gaal. You know, so like these are traditional names that match the club traditionally. You know, and when you play someone like uh, uh, Nagelsmann, he totally you know negates and opposes everything that you know uh, Bayern stands for. But then I just come to think of myself and I think that. Are we in the age right now where people are so sensitive that because a coach comes to the training ground on a skating board or because he, he drives around in a motorbike or because he takes a break that it's his break. He's not, you know, taking a break during work time. No, it's his break and he decides to go, you know, ice skating or go to the Alps or whatever because he's dating a journalist. So all of this, you know, it kind of doesn't, you know, meet, you know, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is like uh, Nagelsmann is gone, but... Uh, one thing I do know is that, like, uh, I just feel like Bayern made a hasty decision. I hope, uh, and they have to pay the man as well. See, that's the thing; they have to pay him a lot of money as well. So, for for Nagelsmann, it's a win-win situation. But I don't know what's what's gonna happen to Nagelsmann. But I was really keen to see, you know, uh, how he was gonna eventually uh, mold that Bayern team. But he hasn't been given the chance. But yeah, man, it is what it is. Anyways, away from that, do you think Nagelsmann will be a good fit for you? Uh, that's the thing, right? Uh, I saw a bunch of posts on Twitter uh, by our fans, uh, by like one of the biggest uh, Madrid fans account also, saying Nagelsmann does this, he has his own private life, he likes to enjoy even when the team loses. Uh, so they were saying that is not a re- of a Real Madrid ca- caliber coach. Uh, so what fans expect is a, a coach who is like 100% committed, who's always thinking about Real Madrid, who can't have a life outside of football. Uh, so I'm not sure how the reception for him would be in this club, and honestly, like he, I'm not sure about his man uh, man management capabilities since he's so young as well. So probably not the right. Honestly, that, 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 that's that's the biggest problem I have. Like I mean, Nagelsmann for me, at least in what I have seen from Leipzig and the small sample size at Bayern Munich as well, he seems like a very astute coach with uh, a lot of ideas. Honestly, that he wants to you know try and test, which I I personally would love to honestly. You understand to have a coach like that at the helm, but the problem about that is 35 years old, same age as Karim Benzema, younger than Luka Modric. You understand? So, how is he going to be? And the point is that Nagelsmann hasn't won anything. 
he has yeah. just he has won just the one Bundesliga. You understand? He hasn't done that much. You know. For example, people who want to say, "Oh, but Mourinho went to Chelsea at a young age." When Mourinho went to Chelsea, he was coming back off of winning. You know, firstly he won the treble with Porto, which was a uh, small treble with the Europa UEFA Cup, the league, and the uh, and the Portuguese Cup. And then the preceding season, he won the Champions League as well in Porto. If I'm not mistaken, you understand? So he went there as a winner, you know. He went there as someone who has done shit, you know. But Nagelsmann is coming off of the back of having not won anything and having been sacked for partially losing the dressing room and not fitting the status quo. You understand? So I feel like he already carries that, I don't want to say bad uh, reputation, but like a bad aura, you know, an aura that can be questioned, you know. So he carries that to the team. So I kind of feel like, while I want, to, I would want Nagelsmann to be a coach sometime. I feel like at this point in time, he might not be the right coach for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't just want a coach who can uh, give us football plays after football plays and tactics. We need someone who can produce great results in the players we have. But anyways, uh, we have a bunch of comments. Uh, let's go through them one by one. Dennis is in the chat. So is Scott and uh, Sunil. Uh, so yeah, Dennis began by saying. Good evening, Materistas. Not another week of watching Carvajal a few days ago. I had to watch him play for my country and get cooked by Tierney. Of course, we went through that. <laughs> and yeah, good to see you, Dennis. And sure, uh, he also says, let's get a 2-1 win on Sunday. He was just uh, tired of seeing La Liga and the uh, international break was really great. Uh, all right. Uh, and Sunil says, fan is back. Hey, Sunil. Good to see you in the chat. Oh yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the Rodri comments after the Scotland game. Uh, Farooq, did you catch any of that? Yes. Nah, I didn't. Okay, so what happened was, uh, in typical fashion, uh, Rodri is just this asshole, right? He goes in hard on the ball, he creates atrocious tackles, and after the game he comes and says that, oh, hey, Scotland were, didn't deserve to win this game, they didn't deserve to score, we completely dominated, they weren't playing football, they didn't allow us to play football. He was like, bro, he is coming from Atletico. How can he say any things like that? Just because he went to Man City now, he has to watch only that brand of football? What the hell? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, interesting. That's, interesting. That, that's, that's, I mean, well, wow. but then, I mean, honestly, like when you check the players from Scotland, they are quite, you know, those players that rile you up, you know, it's the likes of the Max. McTominay, the Robertson, the Tierneys, you know. Yeah, I think uh, they might have some point, but like Spain has been shit, so like, I mean, I, I wouldn't really pay too much, you know, attention to that. And honestly, like, uh, Spain losing to Scotland, is, it's so shameful and I feel, you know, it's it's, it's 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 kind of, you know, it tells you the levels that they've dropped, that they're coming out and, you know, finding this kind of excuses, like, it's so, so shameful, honestly. Yeah, man. Oh, Dennis also said, get Kai Havertz out of my club, and uh, that Conte run killed him as well. Of course. <laughs> hey, Scott. Uh, Scott says, they knew Tuchel was a better fit at Bayern, so it was a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dennis also has an interesting take. Uh, he says, Nagelsmann is being linked to us, bro. I'd rather keep Ancelotti than getting that fraud. So, I mean, I wouldn't call him a fraud yet. I mean, he's, it's just a string. It's just a person that he is right now, right? He can't help it. He's a, a bit inexperienced for being at the club at this level. 
But yeah, let's keep Ancelotti, man. Ancelotti is better than all the other options we have. Ancelotti to Brazil. The Celestia are going to take him, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, that's it for the comments. Sunil also says, bro, uh, for a troll. Did City turn him into an elitist motherfucker? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Exactly, man. Play, play all about playing for Pepper Zone, man. They, 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 they totally forgotten the grassroots, man. They forgotten how, you know, people uh, hack, you know, how people hack it, you know, uh, at the, at the mid-tier football level, you know. But then, yeah, it is what it is, honestly. I mean, Spain should not be complaining about... Uh, about you know players, I don't know. Should I say taunting them and what is and what is not? Honestly, that should not be a complaint, especially after the performance they put in. I feel like you know they totally were undeserved, undeserving of the the victory against Scotland. Honestly, so yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, man, uh, it's the same thing with Real Madrid, right? We saw similar comments from the players as well whenever we lost against someone like Barcelona. They were like, "Hey, we played well, we controlled the game." But bro, like you didn't get a shot across, you didn't get a shot on target all game. What the hell are you talking about? That's the same. That's a similar vibe that I'm getting from the Spain team as well. Actually, that, that's that's the one thing actually I I I I, uh, I notice I notice about our team is that the hype has gotten to us. Honestly, Jacob, the hype has gotten to us because last year, you know, we were literally, you know, uh, how can I say it? Like we were underdogs. You understand? Last year, like we had no chance. You know, so like, uh, but this year it's obvious that that because I mean we discussed this with you like also uh, about the 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 the, the three episode uh, uh, series that was shot. You know that was detailed in the uh, the last seasons. Uh, I think Real Madrid forever or something. Real Madrid. I can't remember the name of it of the stuff. But anyways, like uh, in there you could see you know the likes of Casemiro. You know. Uh, even the likes of Tony Cross, they were so blunt and honest, you know, that, oh, we thought we were dead. Oh, I, I mean, Casemiro was saying this, like, he thought that there was no way they were going to come back against Paris. Yeah. You know, this was what he said, point blank. There was no way we were coming back against Paris, you understand? But now we come and we don't have a single shot on target in the match and Benzema comes, you know. Ancelotti comes, Modric comes, like these guys are all coming and Nacho comes and like, oh, we played so well, we don't deserve to lose. I'm sorry, but are we in... So that's the thing, like, you know, when the hype gets to you, like, honestly, like, unfortunately, this season, the hype has gotten to us. Like, every single one of them, the hype has gotten yeah. to us, unfortunately. So, like, we, we are no longer, you know, able to reflect on that. So, uh, I, I, that's the reason why, actually, I feel like we might lose the, the Champions League this season because the hype has gotten to us in... You know, we have this sense of being invisible right now, although yeah. we aren't. You know, that's the that's you know that's the downside. We aren't invisible, but we think we are invisible, honestly. So I feel like we have lost that touch of reality, honestly. The hype has gotten to us, really. and I think even this is just encapsulated by the whole, you know, fiasco of not attending the FIFA Best Award. You know, where the club totally went, didn't go, you know, uh, to the game in support of Benzema not winning, and we know the post that Benzema made afterwards. You know. So I think it's just all about. That's I mean for me that's that's that whole drama actually encapsulates the current state, the current mindset of the players and Ancelotti himself. Like they have let the hype get to their heads. In my opinion, I hope I am totally wrong because I think if the hype is told, if they actually have let the hype get to their heads, then I don't see the way we can you know uh, the way we can get through the championship. Because the thing is that last year we were really hard workers. I mean when you talk about you know the blue collar workers, we were those blue collar workers. 
Yeah. But this year we we became the white collar workers and we just looked down on people and think we're better than them. So yeah, man. It's Oh wait, uh, I just lost your audio a bit at the end, but it's okay. Uh, say something. You lost my audio? Uh, no, just it was just for a second. That it's fine. So, anyways, uh, Scott, time enough. Like in the topic of managers, do you think that Zidane could come come back to Madrid? Uh under the same conditions, I don't think so. I think there was a reason he left, right? And the point is that uh I hope Scott wasn't part of those people, but I could remember very, very well that 70 to 80 percent of the fan base on at least where I where I where I trade, which is on Reddit, were asking for this man to go out. Yeah. They were all bashing Zizou. They were bashing Zizou. even the club wasn't defending Zizou. Literally every single press conference, Zizou had to defend himself. Even Perez wasn't backing Zizou. You know. So I think, I mean, if this is the case, again, you guys are going to bring him back and then you guys are going to bash him again. I mean, nah, Zizou should stay where he is. I love Zizou to the core, but I mean, we cannot come and just keep disrespecting this man. Nah, honestly, you know, like either the club will decide to totally back him 100% or nah, let him just stay where he is, man. Like, this is, this is. anyway, since we're speaking of coaches, then who do you think will be our coach for next year? Um, my gut still tells me that it's going to be Ancelotti. Like, unless we... Immediately crash out, and we have a horrible, horrible performance in the Champions League. I still think it's going to be Ancelotti. Uh, but yeah, okay, the, let, let me the let names me this scenario. Okay. If we get to the Champions League semi final and win the Copa, do you think Ancelotti stays? Yeah, he stays. Okay, uh, if we get to the Champions League semi final and don't win the Copa, do you think he's. I still think he stays because uh, we were on the market for Tuchel, right? There were a lot of rumors. I just don't think that we are going to settle for a lower coach. And the names that are being thrown around right now, it's fucking Pochettino. And uh, who else was it? Nagelsmann? No. I just don't want those guys near my club anymore. I see. I mean, for me, honestly, I am cool with Poch. I am cool with the Poch coming to recovery. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm really cool with the Poch coming because the point is this. One thing I know is that the Porsche has shown that he can build a team. Honestly, like what Spurs are still today is what Porsche has built how many years ago, you understand? About eight, seven years ago. So I do believe that with the gradual easing out of coach of, of players like Luka Modric, Tony Cross, Karim Benzema, you know, and you know, the gradual easing in of players like Tuameni, Kamavinga, and so on and so forth, I think uh, someone like Porsche has that pedigree, at least he has shown. Okay, if he hasn't won the big teams yet, but he has shown that, you know, he has that pedigree of building a team that can compete, you know, at the very top end, especially working with youngsters and also playing progressive football as well. So I think, you know, having the resources of Real Madrid will, will for sure catapult him to winning trophies and while playing good football as well. So I really do, uh, I, I, I do think of Porsche, honestly. I also want Zidane to come back, but like I said, like, Zidane has to come back under his terms. Like, we can come and he's asking for players and, you know, he's been asked, you know, uh, he's been asked to, to, to play with, you know, Carvajal and Lucas Vasquez and Ojo Zola. That's, that cannot, you know, Wait, that that cannot you know uh, he cannot play with like this honestly. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the first the first tenure of Zidane. We had one of the most exciting teams in Europe, if not the most exciting teams. On and his second tenure, the man had to make do with what he has. That's why I always say to people honestly, if people still think today that Zidane is a lucky coach, go and see his second tenure and see how he adapted to what he had at Real Madrid. That tells you that this man knows his shit. Honestly, there is no thing about Lotte. He knows his shit. That team could not be scored against whatever, like, 
if we decided to shut up shop like there was no one that was getting past it was amazing to see honestly man honestly no but the thing is like yeah it just one thing is like the style of play that zizu brought in that season it's just a defensive thing that nobody liked as fans such as why uh, fans were like get out get out and then the other thing is the board right nobody backed him he didn't get the signings he wanted even though he was pretty vocal about that as well and yeah that, that, that's that's what i'm saying to you also jacob the point is this it's the same thing let's not forget about the first leg we played in paris as well even the second leg for parts of the second leg we played against uh, against uh, what's it called against paris as well uh, in madrid we were so defensive in the first leg we were so defensive because we couldn't do jack shit yeah you know let's not forget even against city in the first leg we played a basketball game <laughs> you know so that's the thing like that tells you that all of Zidane's, you know the reason why he became defensive is totally warranted because this is a team that cannot defend that cannot yeah. defend yeah over we we have a comment from Dennis he says Pochettino are you mad if we get Pochettino he will be an Argentine Lopetegui i'm warning people bro i mean the point is it's the same thing did you give Lopetegui time you didn't give Lopetegui time as well you shot him in the so that's the thing like after Cristiano left was it easy do you think they're going to just i mean we've seen also after Messi left what happened to Barcelona you know before Xavi came in and was able to stabilize him this is the thing like i mean i'm not a Lopetegui stan and i'm not going to come here and say oh this and that but the point is like Lopetegui is not honestly Dennis I don't know if you agree with me or not but I think Lopetegui is not someone you can compare in this situation Lopetegui was given zero chance zero chance zero chance to do anything so I mean uh, I mean how many months did Lopetegui stay at Real Madrid I think 3 or 4 months max so and it's I just mean, sad man like he was fired from his Spain job just for this and immediately he couldn't fit, go through the world cup I just felt sad for Lopetegui at the time So that's the thing. What are we expecting? And we saw when he was given time at Sevilla before everything came crashing. He 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 competed with the title against us. He was the closest person, not Barcelona. Honestly, last season the closest person that came close to knocking us off the top was Lopetegui before he came crashing down to earth and they eventually finished where they finished. But honestly, yeah. like he 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 made a good team. He made a good team. Yeah, man. And we have Javier also. Hi, Javier. He says Solari was the Argentinian Lopetegui. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, don't 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 do Santi Solari like this, Javier. Man, don't do Santi Solari like this. You should, the man, the man, I mean, the man took the job when everything was was chaos, man, and he did what he could do to you at least. He brought in so many young talent into the spotlight. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, Santi Solari did what he could do. Like he was just forced onto the whole thing. Yeah, man, like uh, it's just that. All of our rumors, even transfer rumors, managers, nothing is like solid right now. The club is like in a state of flux. There is no communication. Uh, we don't know which players are retiring. We don't know which players are staying. We don't know which of the loanees are coming back as well. So one of the rumors is that uh, Rami Diaz is definitely going to return, and that they're not going to sign like a superstar unless like a superstar number nine is going to be available in the summer. We're not going to sign anyone. Alvaro is going to be promoted to the first team. Uh, maybe Arribas will be promoted to the first team. So, what is your take on like the current state of the club and the lack of communication? I mean, yeah, obviously they're not going to come out and tell us that oh, this is what we're going to do and that's what we're going to do. They're not going to say anything. But the thing is that, yeah, man, like I mean, if the, the thing is, if they're going to, I heard that they're going to bring back what's it called. Uh, Brian Diaz, but to sell yeah. him at a higher fee. So, 
enterprise, you can back and then sell them at higher fee. And then if, if, if the plan is to you know, promote the likes of Arribas and, 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 uh, and Alvaro concerned what we have seen this season, and if they think that's the solution, then I'm sorry, man, we're in for a very long season next year. For a very, very long season. But that's the thing. I want to believe the club would do this. Mm. The club will look, you know, I mean, even if it's not like big money transfers, I feel like, you know, uh, maybe just uh, some upcoming, up and coming players uh, in La Liga, you know, here and there, they might look at those guys as well. And yeah, you never can tell, like, you know, there might just be one uh, opportunity that pops up in the market that you never can know. And all, always, you know, there's uh, a lot of Real Madrid fans' web dream, which is Jude Bellingham, which I don't share, or by the way. So, yeah, you never can tell. Maybe, maybe yeah, man, we know your stance on Bellingham. But sort of like the thing is that one is the arrivals and the uh, players who are leaving. But then, uh, who do you think is going to retire this season? Are any players retiring? I actually feel like uh, uh, what's he called? Tony Cross might retire, but I feel like Luka Modric might not retire because he said he's going to play in the Nations League, which is in June. So I'm assuming he's going to stay till next year, which is uh, if he stays till next year, which is Euro 24. Maybe after Euro 24, he calls it a day. So I'm actually thinking about uh, Modric might stay more. But I, I'm thinking like most likely that Tony Cross might go on a scene. Especially the fact that he could even see in the class where he was so disappointed by being, you know, taken out of the of the game as well. He was so so disappointed and and, and honestly you can see that gradual decline from Tony. Like he can he's still good. Like and he, he can still have his days. But I think we can see that, you know, gradual decline from Tony. But I still think he can still do a job right now. But I think for because he's so he's a player that, you know, prides himself on He's going to leave the game at the top of the game. He's going to be there, you know, just for the sake of being there before something like that. So I think, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, towards the end of the season he decides to call it a day. But I mean, the, the I, I want to believe that these things should be discussed with the club, honestly. Like this, maybe they've had some internal discussions and they're, they're maybe themselves or something like that. But this has to be you know, discussed, as you said, and communicated. Maybe they don't communicate it with us, but I mean, uh, the club because you know you have to plan how to move on with the squad next year so yeah but maybe that's why you're hearing about Haribas when maybe they're gonna promote Haribas you know to take the spots that Tony Cross leaves and Danny Ceballos gets a step up in the team and I don't know man so just well yeah Farouk like from the next conversation like uh, try to speak up a bit more uh, feel like you're breaking off a bit but that's fine uh, no but I don't feel like Tony Cross has like declined it's just that the things he does really good, he it's still at the same top level. He still does passes very well. He still controls the game very well. But it's just that his weaknesses are like have become weaker. His running has become weaker. He, his positioning has become weaker. He he just can't like catch his man. Like we've seen this time and time again. The teams do deploy. Uh, uh, I mean, teams do uh, take that space that he is supposed to cover and then attack that left hand side. We see time and time again. So it's just that his weaknesses are right out there for the team, uh, for everyone to see. But his strengths have still remained the same. Huh, I see. Anyway, so... Well, I mean, you, you have a point, actually, though, as well, like, you know, about the fact that the, the, the weaknesses are more glaring. But, yeah, as I said, like, it is what it is, honestly. So, I don't know. Let's, 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 uh, let's just see what... Uh, as I said, like, I, see, I feel like Tony Cross can still do a job. Honestly, especially in, in a transitional period, if you know uh, uh, we get a new coach or something like that, you know, players that can you know help stabilize the ship or what is or what is not. But yeah, if you ask me honestly, who looks more most likely to leave, I would say Tony Cross because I feel like Luka Modric might still be eyeing that Euro 24 as you know as his final sign of 
well, speaking of a player who won't get to play in national football like any time, is Karim Benzema. Like, do you think we have like a shit season in the next few months? Karim Benzema leaves. Who do you get to replace Karim Benzema this season? If Karim Benzema leaves, I feel like the club is gonna splash out big for a like top top striker. Maybe even Kane. Like, it, it is probably gonna be a panic buy at that point. I mean, if if Kane comes in the place of Karim Benzema, I think we're gonna suffer because of we have built our game to to suit Benzema's style. But the point is, uh, but eventually we will come true. You understand? So eventually we will come true. But because the biggest problem we had with uh, with uh, what's he called with Cristiano leaving was that there was no one to actually you know ease that burden. Yeah. Because the point is, we bought Hazard, but Hazard was injured, so there was no one. No, the theory was that our midfielders are going to contribute to all of the goals right now, and then just that just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Tony Cruz or Luka Modric like sprint into the box, just delay that <laughs> run, get at the end of a cross? No, man, that's just not going to happen. Okay, okay, if, 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 if that's what, if that's what, the, I mean, that's the thing. Like you don't know what the board are thinking on this, so you just can't, you know. Uh, Comments, but then it is what it is. If that's what they think, then fine, chill. That's that's so be it. Then so be it. I don't know how to say it. Just so so weird. But if Benzema leaves, and you know we can get a player like Kane, I do think like at first, yeah, because I said we build our team around him, we were gonna suffer. But after then, I think we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. The Kane, so no Kane is like uh, people underrate us like playmaking ability, like. He's just not a top scorer, just not a goal scorer. He brings people into the game. Ken is a really, really good player. But the thing is, like, Ken is also 30. So, I don't know, like, would you want to spend so much money on a 30-year-old just to spend so much money two years later on? I Erling mean, Erling Haaland is one thing, but we do have Hendrik as well. <laughs> when is he going to come? I mean, I mean, for now, let's not count Hendrik, man. Like, Hendrik is still 16, 17 years old. So, if he comes, it's going to be similar to what happens with Vinicius and Rodrigo. So, not until they hit that 20, you wouldn't get anything for them. So, like, Alan, we still wouldn't get to see him. Uh, sorry, Hendrik wouldn't most likely, at least in my timeline, we still wouldn't get to see him for at least the next four years. So, you know, at least to see him properly, you know, perform. Because, firstly, he has to come, you know, moving to a new country, you know, adapting to the, to the surroundings that will also take time. And then, you know, adapting to the teams, moving from Casilla to the first team. So these are all things that, you know, will take time actually eventually. So, yeah. Especially for a striker, the transition is going to be much harder than for a winger. Brazilian wingers are like, they do the same, like similar things. Uh, wingers just have uh, two types of players. They can either go to the byline, put the, be the creator, or they can cut in and then be the actual, bringing people into the game and getting at the end of uh, plays as well. So, but with strikers, there are just so many more tactical elements. It's just going to be much more harder to adapt to European football. Exactly. But anyways, yeah, I feel like we've been rambling on and on about managers, about players leaving, coming and going, rumors. One other thing is that, like, before we like start to preview the Vaya uh, uh Isco is without a club, and he's just 30 men far off. Like, did you expect how this is? Uh, how his course career would turn out this way? Honestly, honestly. Isco was someone I always loved since, you know, that there was, I don't know if you could remember, I think, was it in 2013 or in 2012 or 14? I can't remember, within that range, when uh, 
Malaga was owned by this rich Arab guy. But I think it's still owned by him, but then he was pumping a lot of money into the team. We had this fairy tale run into the, into the Champions League quarterfinals when they eventually lost uh, in a three-leg. The game was a three-leg against Borussia Dortmund, actually. You know, it was a, a basketball game, actually. So <clears throat> they actually, you know, since then I actually have been a fan of Isco, you know, since his Malaga days. So like, you know, when he came to Real Madrid, I was so so happy. But then he's uh, he's coming to Real Madrid, also coincided with that of James Rodriguez. So there was, you know, a lot of lack of playing time and like what is and what is not. So it was quite, you know. A bit of an unfortunate situation. So I always wanted one person to leave, either Hamas or Isco. You know, eventually Hamas left, and you know, uh, Isco came to the fore. Right? Let's not forget that you know, 16, 17 season, and also the beginning of the 17, 18 season, Isco was really unplayable. You know, he was so so good, and it shows how much of uh, how much potential was there, how much of that hype that you know, we showed that he was actually worth that hype, honestly. But then later, you know, things started to go sideways for him, and also you know, the attitude issues as well as. Which has been, you know, well documented. So, I mean, even with all this, I still didn't expect, you know, Isco to be at the age of 30 to be clubless, honestly, you know, at this point in time. So, in the middle of all season, yeah. But I, I really wish Isco all the best. Uh, I, I hope you back and find this because I thought he was going to work out for him very well at Sevilla and Lukotegi because Lukotegi was very high on him even when he first joined Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, when Lukotegi first joined, he was very keen to use Isco, honestly, but for some reason he. Lopotegi could not, you know, revive uh, the stuff. Who knows, man? I mean, Lopotegi is at Wolves right now, so you never can tell. In the summer, they might take a punt on... on Come on, Isco in the EPL? Wow. <laughs> that is going to be a sight to see. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, in the international break, I heard Kuto was injured. Do you have any news on that? Really? Uh, well, uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, I heard he was injured. He came back to Real Madrid. He came back to Madrid early, actually. Oh. I think it should be nothing serious. Hmm. Yeah, but then I did see this news as well that uh, Lunin was looking for a new club this next season. So yeah, take off that what you. Okay, I mean it's only logical because Lunin knows that like uh, 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 someone like uh, Tivo Porto, who is just thirty, like this is just the beginning for him. Like he's gonna be there for the next four five years. So yeah, uh, it's only right that he, he tries to you know find something for his own career as well. So yeah, man, I I don't have any approaches that care about that. But then before we you know, move on, let's just address the elephant. Here. So if I'm not mistaken, I read that Marca were reporting that Real Madrid have set a cap of 100 million euros on Bellingham. That like you also read something like that? No, man, I, I just don't uh, look at Marca anyways. <laughs> Uh, but 100 million seems low. Like, I don't think we're going to get him for 100 million. Like, well, sorry, it's, it's not Marca, it's us, I think, right? Or is it Marca? I'm not sure. Either one of the two has that news that Real Madrid have set a, uh, a price limit that they would not go over this for June. I yeah, don't see I mean, it as happening. you're saying, I think 100 is low, right? So what do you think? Even Xiaomeni was close to 100, and he is like a more unproven talent than Bellingham. I just don't think at this point of time we are going to get Bellingham for 100. No way. And Dortmund are not like a club who negotiate easy. Man. They just don't let players go. They'll be happy to keep him. Like he is pretty happy there as well. Yeah, man. That's just the thing, honestly. Like, I mean, then what's 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 been the whole? You know, it's 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 how it's going to be. How many summers now? You know, first it was going to be you're going to go for Mbappe. He didn't come, and then again Mbappe again. He didn't come. You know, 
and now you're also waiting for this guy and also he's not coming although i've always you know not uh, not been too keen on that but i mean i want to believe that the club i i want to not believe that rumor because i think the club is much more smarter than the fact that they're saying that we're going to cap this at 100 euros considering the fact that you know Enzo Fernandez has moved for 100 million euros uh, let's not forget even Mikhailo Mudrik has moved for around 100 euros Just, just that is a stupid spending man. Like that is like not the market norm. But that that's the thing. Like it's not about what the the thing is that for example when Neymar moved for two twenty two million euros and so that also inflated what Dortmund got for Usman Dembele and what Liverpool uh, got for Phil Coutinho as well. So like that's whether you like it or not one or another because the point is they will say Enzo Fernandez is a player in the mold of Jude Bellingham. They play the same position. You understand? So you know, but our player is more seasoned than Enzo Fernandez. Okay, Enzo Fernandez is a World Cup winner, fine and good. But Jude Bellingham has seen this, done this for how many seasons? You understand? So they're gonna feel like their play is more seasoned, and they will definitely want more money than that. So that's just a thing, honestly. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just it is what it is, honestly. Let's see. Cool man. Yeah, let's get into the Valentine game because uh, I feel like uh, the last time we reviewed Valentine. We were in a much better state, especially in La Liga. We were still in it. I think we were at that point six points or four points clear of the. Uh, I mean, not clear, like just behind Barcelona. We were still hopeful of making it, but then yeah, the situation is completely different right now. Um, yeah, and things have not improved for Valladolid as well. Like they're just in 16th position. Uh, they have just not been able to score goals consistently. Uh, they have their own share of problems with injuries and such, suspensions. So yeah, uh, do you see us like getting an easy result against them? Like considering that the players might not be as motivated to you know perform in La Liga. I mean, the point right now is that we need to start to get some. Uh, <clears throat> we need to start to get some momentum. The thing is, if I'm not mistaken, we won just against uh, Espanyol. And uh, Liverpool, I think, in our last five or six games. Like and the, even the even the Espanol game, it wasn't like a cakewalk. So, so you see, we played uh, we played uh, we played Barcelona twice. We lost. We played Atleti. We drew, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And then uh, we played Espanol and we won, right? So, yep. and then we played Liverpool and then with the Benzema goal as well. Other than that, I don't think there's anything. So that's it. Right now, we need. We need that morale boost. We need that victory. We need that, you know. Uh, so I think uh, the thing about lack of motivation is even out of the window right now because the players are totally, totally needing in need of that boost and they need to, you know, uh, gather the, the the season back together because the point is you don't want to finish the league 18, 20 points behind Barcelona. Like I mean, that's just shambolic. I mean, that's a recipe for Carlo getting sacked. I mean, finishing the league 20 points behind Barcelona for sure is gonna get the card even if we win the Copa. I mean that's that's so you want to make the point you know respectable and what is and what is not. So I think like even you know uh, away from the league being lost, like there's a lot of fight to fight for that. You know we want to get back into that. Uh, we want to get back into momentum, you know, because honestly, like although Chelsea are totally out of sorts right now, I mean if you go to that game out of sorts, you're just you know champions again. Let's not forget that this this is the Chelsea team that has twice won the Champions League while being the other, especially. Uh, concern when all what's happening around them. So they're, I think, tenth in the Premier League right now, or ninth. So for them as well, mm-hmm. to the Champions League is only right now winning the Champions League. So 
So, you know, so like we can just uh, understate that, although, as I said, like they're in really, really bad shape. But if we don't build up any sort of momentum leading into this game, you know, we might just shoot ourselves in the foot as well. So I think any talk of, you know, having been motivated is even out of the window because this is a team with two victories in six games. So, yeah, we need to, you know, uh, we need to win this game and the next couple of games to at least, you know, get a bit of uh, momentum going. Yeah, man. Um... I just like okay. There's one talking about that, like especially with Carvajal getting like a lot of flack for his performance in Spain. Uh, we were considering getting these guys as uh, right back, even for Sneda. Do you have you seen him play? Do you rate him highly? Do you think he can be a yep. good backup? I, I think Fresneda can be someone who can. Well, actually, what I wanna what I think about Fresneda is I think about Fresneda, you know, about this uh, Galacticos rules where you have the Zidane and the Pavons, you know. Wanna buy a high-profile center a fullback? Maybe I don't know a Cancelo or whoever it is. And you wanna buy a Fresneda who is just 18 years old to support him and swap him in and out so like he develops without too much pressure. Understand? And then similar to the same way you know uh, Marcelo eventually develops without you know too much pressure and team and so that's the, <clears throat> that's the same thing. Why I, I see? I don't think of Fresneda as someone who's just gonna come and you know. Uh, start right away. I just see, I feel like he's someone who's going to stay and challenge, you know, the, the established person and uh, and uh, and eventually, you know, uh, build <clears throat> build on that and win the, the the position for himself. But the question is, who is going to be that established person right now? Is it going to be Alvahal or is it going to be someone else? This, this With the way how there is no talk about getting a fullback or any fullbacks except for uh, who was that? Who was the left back that we were getting? Uh, the left back? Yeah. The guy from uh, Rayo, I guess. Yeah. The left back? Oh, so you're talking about the one who's going to come back, right? Frank Garcia. Yeah. Frank Garcia, yeah, yeah. Except for Frank Garcia, I'm seeing like no rumors, no talks, nothing. It's just people are trusting in Carvajal. And I don't see us like splashing out. Even when Cancelo was available, like we just didn't go for him. So it's just not going to happen, I feel. And uh, Fresneda, he's not like a world beater. Like he's not going to be a world beater anytime soon. So like we can't, we shouldn't give him like a leeway to develop. Like we should have other options as well. Because Marcelo, even at a young age, we could see his talent. He was potentially going to be the special, special player. Uh, I just don't see that with either Juan Garcia or Fresneda. But they're just good squad players to have, especially when the form of our starters is so, so sketchy and they're often injured. Yeah, man, honestly, uh, he's a very good player to have. Gradually, you know, let him, you know, uh, grow and develop, you know, to the player that I believe in. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, throwing him into the deep end might be a problem. But honestly, I think if we can, you know, uh, allow him to gradually, you know, ease him in easily, let him grow by himself, I think really like it's 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 gonna be could be a really good one. Well as you said, like you're right, he's not a player who's gonna beat you know, he's not a world beater right now. So he's someone who with Black Beat is gonna uh, is gonna uh, might you know, win his position. Right. Alright. Uh, just uh, I'm just gonna like uh, talk about their formation, how they line up. So they usually play with a four three three with uh, their CDM being the Cameroonian Hongla. And it's either even Sanchez on the right, but uh, especially when 
they are looking for a goal they do switch to 4231 with even sanchez uh, occupying the whole position uh, which is a position that has not gotten enough cover uh, for us especially uh, if tony cruz plays that position so do you think like chao uh, many with all of his uh, strengths and his qualities do you think he lacks this defensive ability uh, have you seen it so far this season chomen yeah No oh, man I think Chouamini is fine. Just Chouamini has been experiencing a deep in form and I think honestly like uh, at the sixth position I think Chouamini is more than good. Just like I mean it's normal like he's a young man who's moved to a new country you know to the biggest club in the world from AS Monaco. I think he's played the Champions League just once which was even the qualifying stage is not the Champions League proper. You understand? So I think it's just normal and let's not forget how good he was at the beginning of the season so I think it's just right now it's just you know uh He's not, he's not completely adapted to the whole thing, you know. Also, nerves getting in the way as well, and also the fact that he played a lot of minutes at the World Cup, you know. I also feel like that also is something, you know, put into consideration. But honestly, like I think right now, uh, while Chouamani hasn't been good of recent, like that doesn't that doesn't cause any cause of alarm, honestly, because I feel like uh, I think even Real Madrid bought him not with the sense that they are expecting immediate return from him. because we had Casemiro then but then you know the whole united thing happened and Casemiro left so uh, that actually trust him more into the limelight but honestly i think like Tramani uh, at least for the season and okay maybe he hasn't exceeded expectations but he has done okay but right now uh his form is so patchy and i would say you know uh, it's going to be difficult to win back his position from Kamavinga right now Kamavinga has been Kamavinga has been the player for us Of yeah, man. This season, like that, is the I, the second half of the season. That's the only highlight. Kamavinga's performances. Exactly. That's uh, it's been yeah. quite difficult for Kamavinga to make his position for Kamavinga because uh, that has has taken because if you could recall at the beginning of the season whenever he started give you could not finish games you understand mm-hmm. and also yep. whenever he started games like he wasn't able to impact the games as much as he could as much as he does when he comes off the bench but honestly the second half of the season like he's taken that to a whole next level and he's becoming almost unstoppable honestly so i think probably uh, has a uh, job on his hand to survive that position especially with the return of mendy like uh, we can't just play kamavinga at left back anymore uh, <laughs> So yeah, it is going to be Germany's uh, position to win back. Um, anyways, uh, it is at this point of the season, right, where these relegation threatened teams they start to really get their shit together, try to claw back wins. That is what worries me, Farouk. Like, whenever we face the team that is really passionate, that presses high, that is like going for the ball, very passionate, we always struggle against them. Especially in La Liga, we just have no answer for them, and. They are languishing at 16th. Uh, they just got promoted last season, so they might not want to go back immediately. Uh, that's going to be bad news for them. They are going to lose all of their new signings. All their young players are going to leave. Uh, so, uh, in order to protect against that, I'm pretty sure they're going to put out a strong lineup. Uh, even if they are not planning to get a win, they're pretty much going to hold out for a draw. So, do you think our Do we have a, like an alternate plan to face these kind of uh, teams who employ low blocks? An alternate plan? Yeah, it's just that stuff hasn't been working, man. Like, what would you change? I mean, that's 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 been the 
in Real Madrid, what's even the first plan? You don't have a first plan to close up having a second plan, man. The That's first plan? In Real Madrid. What's, the, what's the first plan? The first plan is just crossing, inshallah, I mean, but the point now is not we're not crossing, we're just giving the ball to Benzema and Vinicius and hoping for magic. Not even Benzema, we're just giving it to Vinicius. <laughs> I, that, okay, at least for this season, we're giving it to Vinicius, you know. For last season, we're just giving them to two of them and hoping for magic to happen. So there is no even first plan, you know. So you just have to wait, you know, for a player to give a moment of individual magic. If it's not Benzema, it's Vinicius. If it's not that Rodrigo comes off the bench. If it's not that you throw in, you know, last year we were throwing in Kamavinga, but this year we are throwing in the, the trickery of Danny Ceballos. So if not that, then we throw in Alvaro and just keep pinging the ball in the box and hope that one of them sticks. So that's it. Like, if the plan one is Benzema, if it doesn't work, it's okay. If the plan one is Vinicius, if it doesn't work, it's... Then the alternative plan is Benzema, if it doesn't work, throw on Rodrigo. If it doesn't work, put on Danny Ceballos, if it doesn't work, then throw the throw in the ball in the 18 and hope that uh, Alvaro jumps and hits one in the in the back of the post. But I'm sorry, I've always said this. Like Carlo is a he's a he's a coach I respect a lot, honestly. But I just think at this point in time, at least from what I have seen from last year to now, there is no plan. I mean, if you talk about the tactical plan, I don't think any any of that exists. We just do and we play hero ball and we just move on. We win and we play hero ball and we move on. We play hero ball and we move on. So the no. question is just I mean, I will actually rephrase your question to you. The question will be who will be the hero of the day. <laughs> so that's 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 the question you should be asking. So honestly, about a plan, though, I don't think we have any plan. At least I, this is what I think. I think with Carlo, like just speaking about him, uh, the difference this season has been that. So if you notice last season, uh, when things were starting to go a bit bad at the uh, end of November, I guess he completely switched the type of style of play. He brought back the short, tried and tested uh, things that used to work for him, uh, and he switched around. Players' positions. He moved around Vinicius and Benzema a lot. He completely channeled all the play through them. Until then, like they seemed to try different things, it just didn't work out. But this season, like even when things are not working out, we're just not like reflecting on matches. He just reflect uh, resting on us a lot. and saying, "Hey, like we control this period of the game. Uh, so yeah, things will improve automatically." That's his. Uh... Jacob, just give, give me two three minutes to 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 throw something at you. Okay. So this season. Real Madrid are going to finish either one or two points away from the total points they have last year. They're going to score the similar number of goals. They're going to lose a similar number of matches. They're going to draw a similar number of matches. So which means that whatever Carlo did last season, he didn't stop doing that. He's still doing that. But what's happened right now is that you remained at the same level, which was actually not a very good level. But what happened was that your opposition improved. Barcelona, they stopped conceding goals and they started scoring more goals. So they came and they are now 12 points ahead of you. So this idea that, you know, something was working last season, that it's not working this season, no. This was exactly what happened last season. We're going to go with the same amount of victories, similar amount of losses, similar amount of draws. We're going to end up with the same amount of points, plus or minus two. So what happened last season is what should be repeated this season, Jacob. There is nothing that worked last year that didn't work this year. It is no, the same thing. How is the it possible for Improved, but you are at the same level. In the Champions League, we've been playing hero ball. Honestly, Liverpool always really, like even under Zidane, under anyone, Liverpool is the ideal team for Real Madrid to play. Because they press so high that one ball from Tony Kroos, we are gone. Even at Liverpool team. This is it. Even at Liverpool's peak, one ball from Tony Cruz, we are gone. So Liverpool is the ideal opponent for us to play. You get the point? But I do get the point, but that, that fact seems like mind-boggling to me. It's just that our 
Okay, let's just take the uh, thing of uh, Vinicius and Benzema. They haven't been scoring as much as last season. Like, how mm-hmm. are they like with the same goal tally as last season? Who is scoring Portugal the goals? Fede now. Fede already has scored more than ten goals. That is not yeah. Fede's early like burst in the season was like a game changer. Rodrigo is scoring now. Rodrigo is scoring now. So fair. So this is this is the point. This is the point I am saying to you. Right now, okay, Benzema's level has dropped. I agree. But the point is, I am not here. Like, I am not going to be that person that will say, oh, Benzema was that this last year. He should be. No. Because I know that since I watch football, only Ronaldo and Messi have been able to withstand this kind of level of football. No single player have been able to maintain this level of football. None. So I knew that he was going to drop back to the median level. Okay, I agree that right now he is below that. But the point is that that below that he is at, Fede Valverde has covered that with his goals. Now Rodrigo is scoring as well. Asensio scores when once in a while. You know, so these are the things there. Honestly, these are the things. It's there. Like, you can go... I mean, honestly, like, it's so... I mean, that's just the thing. Like, I keep saying this. Like, you know, it comes back like, oh, you're a fan of, you know, he's a purist, he's this and he's that. Honestly, we're just playing Hero, but we're not playing anything. Xavi comes and he's doing the most basic thing in the history of football, which is just defend, and he's 12 points ahead of us. Defensive, your title. No, but okay. And I, I, I actually made this, I made this, I made this uh, comment before. I said that honestly, what Carlo has done, similar to what Zidane did in his last, uh, sorry, in the la- this second to last year, right? Or rather, yeah, was it in the last year we won the league or the second to last year we won? Second to last year. Second. I think we won the league in the last year now. We won the league in the last year. The second to last year was, was it that uh, point where we lost by 16 points? No, we lost by one point to, to Atleti, no? Uh, it was a time when Suarez was, there was a big Suarez. Yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, let's just quickly confirm that. I remember like there was that Suarez who wanted to revenge against Barcelona. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then we lost on the last day by I think one point or two points, and even like there was a point in the game where we were winning and Atleti were losing, and oh. Suarez just came out of nowhere and he scored one, and all of a sudden Atleti won the game. Or, and, almost uh, like that Aguero like moment. Exactly, 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 exactly. I remember. So that's what I said. Like, and in there, you know, he 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 lost I think to Man City, you know, and. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that's it. Like, it's 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 the year we lost by that point. From, we lost by two points. That was the actually that was the year I'm talking about. We lost by two points to uh, Atletico, and right. then we lost in the Champions League, I think, to Man City, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, uh so what I'm saying is that it's very similar. You understand? But what what's the difference with that and this was that? Zizou did not have big Benzema. Carlo had big Benzema. You understand? So when people complain and complain about that, let's not forget we had a lot of hero ball last year in the Champions League. And I'm saying this again, we're going to finish with the same amount of points as last year. Almost same amount of goals scored, same amount of victories, same amount of losses, same amount of draws. So what was doing, what was being done last year is being repeated this year. The team is doing its job. Al Soroke has done his job. But the point is that this job wasn't even good enough in the first place. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, you understand? But then, this is the thing, like, you know, we just always sit down and, oh, but last year we were this. No. 
Let's sit down and analyze what happened last year, what's happening this year. Xavi came and defended, and he's winning the league by 12 points. And even to make things worse, we started to believe our hype. And now, even then, we can't even win that UCL that we used to win. I mean, we used to believe our hype because we had Ronaldo and Marcelo and Ramos and those guys. And for sure, like, I mean, those guys, no one the was better than The golden noodle had Ronaldo, yeah. Exactly, exactly. No one was better than those guys. What can you do? You understand? But the point is right now, we have a lot of people who are better than our people. That's just the truth, whether you like it or not. So, as I said, like, really, it's not like what was working last year is not working this year. It is working. It is totally working. The same thing. The same thing. But the point is that in the first place, you weren't even good enough. Honestly. I do hope we end up winning the Champions League this year, but I kind of find it difficult to see that, honestly. Yeah. Because we're going to play Bayern Munich and Erlen Haaland, and the way, like, our defenses, unless Thibaut Koto decides that, okay, today is one of those days again. And he's going to put everything out, but the point is we're going to play two legs. against either Bayern Munich or Man City. It's going to be hard. So it's, 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 it's like, your poison. That's even if we get past Chelsea and, and, uh, and Graham Potter, I believe we should be able to get past that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's looking bleak, man, honestly. It's looking bleak in all the competition. Like, do you see us getting past this Barcelona with like a one-goal deficit? No, man. There is no way. I mean, this is the thing, like, uh, it's it's... Cop, man, honestly, anything can happen. It's just a single tie. Because the point is that I really want to believe that the players will approach this as a final. I want to believe so. I don't know if they will or they will not. But it's just a one single game, honestly. And I do believe that we are better than Barcelona, honestly. I believe that we are better than Barcelona, honestly. So I think that we should be able to get past it. Okay, the defense is outrageous, it's outstanding. Their defense is nothing short of a miracle, like it's historic. Credits where it's due, you understand. But I think we are better than this Barcelona, honestly. But what I'm saying to you is that. For that, I think we should be able to get past. Honestly, I still have a lot of hope for the Copa. Honestly, that's where all my hope actually resides right now. Because as I said to you, honestly, I don't think I am better than Bayern or Man City. Maybe we might have some players who are better than Man City's, you know, because I feel this year Man City is not a team, but the machine they possess in Haaland. Mm. And I always say this, honestly, like last year when Sony was saying, get Haaland, get Haaland, I was like, nah, we have Benz. But man, after seeing what Haaland, is doing, you know, like weekend because I wasn't watching him week in, week out then. But now that I'm seeing him week in, week out, you know, honestly, that thing gives me the EVGs, man. I mean, that man is a machine. Honestly, that man is a robot. So him playing yeah. against Rudiga and Militao and Alaba, I mean, nah. No, man. And and Bayern right now are the best team left in the Champions League. As a team, performing as a single unit, they're the best team left in the Champions League. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's just, you know, it's a matter of pick your poison, honestly. So that's why I said, like, I don't see that much of a, you know, that more of that much of a chance, honestly. But as I said, first things first, we need to get past Chelsea because I think if we don't get past Chelsea, Ancelotti is fired 100 percent. That's the point. Mm-hmm. If there is ever a Chelsea to get past, this is the Chelsea. This is the Chelsea, honestly. But again, as I also said as well, Chelsea tenth in the Premier League. All their eggs are in this basket because this is the only thing they can win, and this is the only way they can get back in the Champions as well. Yeah. So we know we shouldn't just wait uh, that as well. Well, yeah. this is the end of my TED talk. Thank you. For <laughs> the best. <laughs> that was a good TED talk. Uh, I didn't realize that we were at the same point as last season. Like that is mind-boggling to me. I just couldn't get my head around. Like with Vinny and like uh, Benzema not clicking, I thought we were definitely going to be like way behind. But yeah, that's like surprising. Anyways, uh, Dennis also says I'm just worried about Chelsea. Don't sleep on Chelsea people. He also says I won't say uh, there is no way. 
if it was la liga but this is a cup anything can happen and the hidras side like even if we win the copa del rey and not win the ucl i won't celebrate i only celebrate leagues or ucl like proper fans <laughs> sure <laughs> My man, I, I, man, I, I'm falling in love with Dennis bit by bit, man. He's the man. We don't celebrate the Copa. What? Why would we celebrate the Copa? Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. Even if we win the Copa, I think Carlos still goes because the, yeah. the 12 hours we're not considering it as, a, as something. But, you know, we need something to drink you know, water or for those who drink beer. We need something to drink beer with. So, Copa Dolly would have been a bad one. Nice. And yeah, we have Ashik in the chat open. He says, I am back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are back as well, Yashik, after a long, long international break. Yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Like, it remains to be seen how which version of Real Madrid will turn up, uh, if it's going to be like a complete different outlook for the team, uh, for the Bayer Delay team. But, yeah, if you think we should get into the lineups. Into the lineups, okay, that's interesting. I mean, uh... We can start from goal. I mean, we know Chivo is going to be there because, as it said, like, uh, they called the. Uh, it was a minor blip, you know, so going to be bad uh, for the game on Sunday, rather, sorry. So I think uh, that's, that's, that's set, like, uh, Chivo should post. Uh, for the center back, so I don't know who you think. Uh, for the center back, uh, Nacho is uh, suspended for this game, so except for him, uh, I guess that narrows down our center backs to Militao and Rudiger. We have no others. When is Silaba going to be back, man? Like, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. <sighs> is that someone we missed this season? You know, like he used to help so much with the ball progression. Right now, we have no one. People don't pass to Rudiger at all. Really. They know how bad of a passer Rudiger is. And that surprises me. He, he was a good passer at Chelsea, right? He used to bring out the ball. He used yeah, to play yeah, this yeah, forward. Because he was, he, was play, he was playing in the back three back then. So, he had a lot of young to, to take the ball out of the team. Oh, yeah. Okay, what way? Can you repeat that? Like, we lost your audio. Yeah, I said he was playing in the back three back then. So, he had a lot of people, you know, to protect that, you know, even if he goes out. So it's 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 normal actually. So yeah. playing in a battery, you know, brings that liberal out of him or whatever they call it. But uh, for us, it hasn't been able. We haven't been able to see that just yet. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's it will take uh, Antonio Rudiger a bit of while as well because honestly, like you know, uh, that's a shift from a back uh, three to a back two is not easy, honestly. So yeah, it's, this is just a thing, man. Honestly, it's 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 not an easy thing. But then it is what it is, man. What can we say? Yeah, I guess the back line is like pretty much settled, right? Yes. In the backs, we have no options. Uh, our right back, in spite of Carvajal's struggles, even if he played in the initial break, I don't think he's going to get a break. Maybe, do you see Lucas Vasquez coming? No, man, I don't see Lucas coming. So, yeah, uh, with Mendy back, hopefully he is going to need some momentum as well. Uh, since exactly, the- I mean, we, we need to be- I mean, I'm not too high on that, you know. I mean, Mendy, as I've always said, he's the best defensive fullback. But, I mean, it's not like he's going to come and all of a sudden become prime Marcelo again. It's because he's going to bring that defensive solidity back. But, yeah, it is what it is, man. So, uh, I can't, you know. With Mendy, well, like, I mean, the thing is that we, 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 yeah. We, we, used, we used to have this stat, right? Whenever Mendy was starting, 
I think in the 37 games that he first started, we only lost like one of them. Uh, so yeah. that that was sad. Do you still think like this defensive uh, prowess is still the same as when he joined? Exactly, man. So that that's 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 the thing, man. So like you know that uh, what I've always said is that like, you know that understanding between Vini and and, and Mendy that they had created last year, you know, hopefully you know they can recreate that as well because honestly that's one thing that we've not been able to see a lot, you know, even when Kamavinga or David Alaba had played that position, there was not that synergy between the two of them. While you know. Uh, Mendy is no, as I said, no Marcelo, but you know, he has his credit where it's human, he has some uh, positives as well. So, yeah, I mean, that continuity that least, you know, would bring about a bit of solidity on the left once again, you know. So, let's 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 see how that goes, man. Yeah, I guess uh, that covers the defense for the midfield. Uh, do you see Chamani starting over Kamavinga? Uh, yeah, man, so. I think Kamavinga takes this because I think uh, uh, I think you know he's kind of. I think right now the the position is this. Let, let me just put it at that. You know, I think right now the position is like many. Uh, sorry, Chouameni uh, has to you know uh, wrestle that back honestly from him. So I think right now, especially you know we're playing at home, so we don't need that too much. Uh, uh, we're playing at home against Balakano, so I think we don't need that too much of a, of a screen. I would have said start you know with both of them, Kamavinga and. and Many, but I think Kamavinga uh, should be able to get the job done considering his. Uh... Of course. And uh, especially like uh, with Tony Cruz staying back, he's going to be having fresh legs. He's probably going to start exactly. this game. Uh, but exactly. that's not the case with Modric. Like, uh, do you see. Who do you see as a replacing Modric? Valverde or uh, Sepayos? Because both of them went for the international matches. Exactly. I was going to see that both of them went for the international matches. But as we know, like. Uh, Already is one of the first three, four, five news on the sheet. Even if the man, had, if I mean, even if he's dead, we're gonna bring his tombstone to play, man. So that's the thing. Like, we're gonna just have him, you know, on the pitch. Even his skeleton is gonna come there and play. So I think uh, Fede gets that. But the question now becomes: Will Fede play as a, as a as a midfielder or as a winger? But I want to think because he's at home, so I want to assume that you know, like uh, we're gonna cross Kamavinga uh, and Fede already in the middle of the pitch. Now I want to assume that up for up top, I want to think, you know, Rodrigo, I don't know, maybe you saw that, but Rodrigo had Pele's 10 shirt, you know, in the Brazil games, this, uh, this international break. So I think uh, that, that, that motivation and that new sense of responsibility for the Brazilian national team will, you know, uh, bring, will, will bring confidence and form to him, hopefully, you know, and he can transfer that onto the pitch as well on Sunday. So I think Rodrigo should get a start. Yeah, man, of course. Especially with, uh, in a team against uh, like Bayern like Ashik also brings up that point. So we were in support of Mendy starting as left back, right? But he says yeah. Mendy provides a defensive stability. We shouldn't use him against deep block teams since he doesn't provide anything going forward. Yeah. I mean, well said, Ashik. Like, I mean, there is nothing to add to that. The question just becomes: Okay, who do you play when you play <laughs> the other teams, and who is in the position that you can play? I totally agree with Ashik, one hundred percent. That's how it should be. But then, who do you play then when you have to play teams who play who has a low block? Kamavinga, man, we have no <laughs> left back. So that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, honestly. You know, unfortunately. But yeah, man, it is what it is. Like, yeah, but good shot, Ashik. Like, it's a really good point, but I don't know. Uh, you know, the only ones who about this. I don't know the, the board and the managers and the people who are being paid to make the decisions what they think. So I guess we will see in the summer, but I want to believe that the club is going to splash on full backs. I want to believe so. 
Yeah. Uh, cool. I guess uh, we covered the midfield, or did we miss anyone? Yep. Cruz, uh, Kamavinga, Cruz, Kama, and Fede. And of course, up top, we said like the only position that could have been available was uh, Rodrigo. We said he's going to start. And of course, the other two spots are going to be Vinny and Benz. Like, what's your prediction? For, like, uh, do you think Benz is going to get back into scoring ways in La Liga? Like, uh, just as a lead up to Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's, he's. The thing is that uh, actually, when you look at Benzema's scoring, Actually, it's not bad actually. But the point is that Benzema hasn't always been available this season. This is one of the big problems. That, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think he has how many goals in how many matches? Like his goal in matches uh, tally is really, really not bad actually. I think it's uh, eight goals for the season. I think it's more than eight. Is it? Because at one point I feel like uh, this guy, uh, who was that? Martin Braithwaite had a similar amount of goals as Karim Really? Yeah. Let me just check. I thought it was like eleven. I thought it was like eleven and fourteen. I'm not sure what it's called. Yeah, so Benzema has eleven. Eleven. Eleven goals. goals. Okay. I yeah, I think eleven goals in fourteen matches. Mm-hmm. Nice. So the player with most goals right now is uh, of course Lewandowski with fifteen goals. Yeah. Wait, uh, Benzema is not even in the top five. So, Joselu, Iaguaspas, Borga, Iglesias, and Enes Unal from Getafe is there 13 yeah, goals. Yeah, Unal, 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 Unal has been scoring the left and right. Yeah. Scoring. But the point is, you can see, like, you know, for these guys, like, as I said, like, Benzema has 11 in 16 matches, you know, and you can see, like, for example, Leondowski has 15 in 22, Unal has 13 in 26, you know. So, Aspas with 12 in 26 has also, like, you know, when you look at that, like it's 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 not a bad you know uh, mm. goal ratio honestly. But then, as I said, the point is that he's just not being available honestly. So this is that availability is, is the key, you know. So, uh, yeah, like this just goes to show how like we don't have a player who's like scoring in the top five. We don't have an assister in the top five. There is only Rodrigo with five He's our like top assister. It just like it doesn't make sense how. But in the last season. We were right up there in the scoring charts, even in the assist charts. Vinny had in the, exactly in the assist yeah. charts, exactly. How is this possible and how do we have the same amount of goals? I just don't understand. Seriously. Yeah, man, I mean, it's, 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 it all goes back to that, like, we can't, you know, literally we can't explain that, honestly. Uh, yeah. go, we go back to the fact that, as I said again and again, like, we don't have a set system of play for the players, you know, to flourish and, you know, to expect what to see from these people. But rather, we just have a set uh, set number of individuals who perform, you know, magic week in week out, and uh, that's just it, honestly. So there is there because I remember last year, Vini Benzema was top of La Liga for goal scoring, yeah, and I think he was also like either second for the assist making as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So, yeah, that's that's how that's how it was, honestly. So right now as you said like i don't know what it is but you were mentioning like rodrigo is in the top five or something like that rodrigo is ninth uh yeah that's the thing like no real Madrid player is in the top five for either of those so so you see that how that's are we second in the league like that's like basic that's why i said to you like honestly this year like the team has been distributed like the point is it's still similar to what's happened last year but what's mm. happened last year was that it was a benzema mania you understand but right now, due to the absence of Benzema, whether you like it or not, you have to distribute this more. 
Understand? Because I'm very sure if you go there, you would see players who have like three, four, five assists here and there. You're going to find players with seven goals, six goals, five goals here and there. You understand? So, which last season more maybe wasn't the case, you know, because everything was through Benzema and Vinicius only. You understand? So, this is the thing, honestly. That, that, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make here, actually. But yeah, then, man. It is what it is, honestly. We just have to, you know, uh, find a way to... We have to find a way to, you know, adapt to these situations and hopefully, you know, we can make use of it in the UCL again and get some things out of it because otherwise, man, it's looking really, really big. <laughs> yeah, Ashik also says, like, he's uh, saying we can actually experiment in La Liga right now. So, he says, why not try a three-centre-back uh, formation? We just don't have three centre-backs now for that. No, we do, though. We have Nacho. Nacho is suspended for this Nacho. game. Nacho. Oh, I mean, just I'm just saying, like, for La Liga in general, ah, just this game, true, true, true. You know? I mean, we can play with three centre backs if we want to. We can. I mean, it's as it, as it, I, I totally agree with Ashik. Like, it's 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 a time for experimenting to see what's working and what's not working. Actually, honestly, so you can see and also to test out people. Honestly, like I mean, here and there you can just throw in one. You know, I mean, okay, I'm not saying throw in four or five. You know, young players, but you can throw in one youth player and give him a chance and see. You know, can he perform or not perform? You know, this is a time to see that honestly. But obviously, as I said again, we have to make sure that you know. The lead is respectable. Yeah, we know it's 12 points right now, but we don't want to go to 18, 20, 22 points, you know, gap yeah. and, and, and the top. Well, that would be humiliation. It's probably going to let us play a negative record. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, fuck, man. I, I, I'm not just like looking forward to this La Liga game. We'll just like get an easy win and then like focus on the UCL, like exactly what uh, Dennis and Africa see. Honestly, like for me, I am honestly because, like, I, I mean, I'm not. As I said, like, I didn't get to watch the games in the international break, and I wasn't really hyped by those games. So for me, like, I'm just looking forward to really, like to for the team to be back and you know to watch. And the point is that midweek we have the uh, what's it called the Copa game again. I think on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, Thursday we have the second leg of the Copa. So I mean, that's that's like a you know, I would say a warm up to the to to, to, the, to the to the you know. One of the finals, you know, because right now we have three finals ahead of us: Barcelona, Chelsea, home and away. You know, so yeah. it's 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 you know it's it's a warm up to the first final. So yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have any other points there, or should we head right into the predictions and wrap this up? Oh, I mean, we've gone for so long, man. Let's 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 take a shake with Dennis and uh, and Scott, you know, catch some break as well, so we can, you know. <laughs> They've been a little longer, I'm sure they're also starting to get tired. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they are from and what the time is. So, yeah, man. And I know it's also late for you as I want to see a fucking 4-0 victory, man. Let's go. I don't know. I, I don't know if you read my mind or something, but that was the number on my mind exactly. <laughs> nice. But it wasn't a 4-0, it was a 4-1 victory. <laughs> <laughs> that was the number exactly on my mind. A 4-goal, but we're going to concede one to make it a 4-1 victory. That's cool. Honestly, That's cool. I, I, really, I really want that first, man. Let's score goals, man. Honestly, let's score goals. Really. I really want to get back into that. We have to 
that score goals. And I, you know, I want a convincing performance because, as you said, even the Espanol game wasn't that convincing. You know, although we won three one, you know, like we want, you know, that 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 convincing game honestly. And like it's valued only at the Bernabeu. There is no better, you know, there is no 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 better fixture for this honestly. It's a more it will be a more outbooster for the for the team and the players and also for us as the fans as well. Because like I said it's two victories in the last four games, man. Yeah, we played Barcelona twice. We lost twice. We couldn't defeat Atletico Madrid. For once in the season, like especially if we decide to bring like Luka Modric on, let's bring him into a nice situation where he can like flaunt his skills, exactly, relax exactly, a bit. Exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly. I, 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 I really hope we can get something. All right. Uh, I guess uh, we'll wrap this up. You heard a prediction, folks. Thanks for all the guys in the comments. Uh, Ashik, uh, Scott, Dennis, Sunil, Javier, also. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, if you're still here, do like the video. That's going to really help us out with the algorithm and stuff. Do, and if any other viewers are still here, uh, which I don't think so. Like, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's just Scott and the rest of those guys here. But I'm still going to say it. Uh, do give us a subscribe. It certainly helps the channel. Uh, we are on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Hopefully, hopefully, we can make it at the end of 2023, at least. And... Yeah, do check out our socials as well. Uh, socials as well, because yeah, recently Sunit put out a really nice video, or a really good shot of him of Fede Valverde in FIFA scoring a goal, and it is a goal as you guys do have to see this. So do head on to Instagram where you can see the content over there. The links are down below. Do check out our um, friends over at Real Madrid Community. They have an awesome Real Madrid focused uh, content channel over there as well. And yeah, you know what to say, Faru. Hello, Madrid! Hello, Madrid!